0: Well every blessing to you all and welcome back to my open air pulpit. A very beautiful and warm July morning and uh, so far so good concerning birds and farmers. Please go to Zechariah chapter 12. Zechariah chapter 12. And I want to call this video Jesus Christ is not God the Father. Many heretics unfortunately are continuing to regurgitate ancient heresies concerning the lord's deity they teach and preach that jesus christ is actually god the father that god the father actually sent god the father to die for the sins of the whole world and that when it speaks about god's body back in the old testament it is in reference to jesus christ that goes back to the oneness position that goes back to the modalist position and there's really just one or two reasons why people continue to Teach such a heresy. Rest the scriptures to their own destruction. Number one, it could be down to ignorance of scripture. Hosea says how my people perish through lack of knowledge. Or number two, it could be down to something more nefarious. Going back to 1 John chapter 4. Test the spirits. Try the spirits. Examine the spirits like teachers, preachers. Because not every spirit, not every preacher not every teacher that has come into the world is of God if they don't teach preach proclaim that Jesus Christ is Jehovah come in the flesh they aren't of God Zechariah chapter 12 Zechariah chapter 12 look at verse 9 if you will and it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Israel Jehovah is speaking but which one the father is referred to as jehovah the son is referred to as jehovah the spirit is referred to as jehovah the father the son and the spirits are all referred to as lord and this piece of scripture from Zechariah gets quoted by our oneness friends quote unquote our modalist friends quotes on quote unquote, our unitarian friends quotes on quotes and the main reason one more time why people are overthrowing trinitarianism are now radical anti-trinitarians is first and foremost they can't understand how god can be three persons and yet one god never told to understand it but they were told to believe it number two they go back to the old testament and they see the jews or they look at the Muslims who had a belief in just one God and over in James chapter 2 it says how the devils believe that there was only one God and tremble and as a result they can't understand how God can be three persons and yet one God and therefore they fall foul of basic hermeneutics fail to exegete the scriptures and end up becoming Guilty of asegesis Modalism Unitarianism It's a blunder It's a failure And it's totally avoidable If people would just study the scriptures Paul says to study the scriptures Study to show yourselves approved unto God A workman That needeth not to be ashamed Rightly dividing Rightly dividing the word of truth 12.9 And it shall come to pass in that day, second advent, that I, personal pronoun, will seek to destroy all the nations, Gentile nations, that come against Jerusalem. Most people, when they read the Old Testament, especially passages such as this, think that the Father is speaking. And sometimes he is. It's very rare to find somebody say that the Holy Ghost is speaking. Unless, of course, the Word of God says, thus saith the Lord, or the Holy ghost says this or the holy spirit says that most people when they read this particular verse or verses like this are of the opinion that the father is speaking not always not always i want to further discuss that this morning and it should come to pass in that day second advent that i will seek to destroy all the nations gentile nations that come against jerusalem that's why you were told to pray for israel That's why, if you are a Bible-believing Christian, especially a King James Bible believer, you should be pro-Israel. You should be praying for Israel, praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Just last night, a friend came up to visit us, and we went to the local train station to say goodbye to him, a very dear brother. As we left the station, there were three people outside giving out flyers. Free Palestine, they said come along tomorrow night they said there's a meeting to show solidarity to the palestinians and i said to this young woman there's no such thing as a palestinian a philistine yes but a palestinian doesn't exist there's no such thing as a palestinian state young girl early 20s had no idea what i was talking about she's part of this group that are coming against jerusalem now in a spiritual sense second advent in a physical sense and God will deal with such people. But look at verse 10. This seems to cause a lot of confusion from the camp uh, that are that are not Trinitarian, from those that have perhaps departed from classical Christianity, are no longer of the belief that God is three persons, but three parts. And they read Zechariah, chapter 12, and they get the impression, they get the uh, Teaching that somehow God the Father is first and foremost speaking, and therefore, if God, uh, God the Father is speaking, that somehow God the Father died on the cross. This was debunked such a long time ago, like the second century, going back to the Council of Nicaea. Who is Jesus Christ? Is he man? Is he God? Is he a created being? Who is he? What is he? And those churches came together, those bishops came together. I think from memory, 318 came to the Council of Nicaea and basically the agreement was that Jesus Christ is God and man, God manifest in the flesh look at verse 10 and I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced And they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn israel's in the context second advent is in the context three quarters of the bible is old testament aimed at the jews under the law when christ arrived he went into a synagogue luke chapter 4 went to Isaiah 61, read Isaiah 61, not the original copy, of course. By the end of the first century, the New Testament was written and circulated, but for over 1,000 years, all the Jews had was the Old Testament in Hebrew, and the main theme of the Old Testament is their king, who one day would arrive, and his kingdom, which one day he would claim as his own pour upon the house of david inhabitants of jerusalem israel second advent spirit of grace and of supplications and they israel shall look upon me jesus speaking not the father whom they have pierced now you could say this that the father was pierced in a spiritual sense Uh, luke speaks about mary uh, also being pierced in a spiritual sense but the pronouns are singular, masculine, so there's no doubt who, exactly is speaking. Look upon me, whom they have pierced. They pierce my hands and my feet, and they shall mourn for him. They shall mourn, they being Israel, children of Israel, mourn for him, who, their Messiah, as one mourneth for his only son. Jesus Christ was a son of Israel. And shall be in business for him. As one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. David is called the Lord's firstborn. So when David is called the Lord's firstborn, it is in reference to his preeminence. Colossians chapter 1 speaks about Christ being the firstborn of God, not in a chronological sense, because Jesus Christ, as the Word of God, is eternal. Micah chapter 5 says he is from everlasting. Look at it again verse 10 and I personal pronoun also in reference to verse 9 I will seek to destroy all the nations this is one person speaking and I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication that's good news in reference to the blessing that will come to believing Jews just before the second advent and they children of Israel shall look upon me those that receive the spirit of grace and a supplication and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son so Jesus Christ first and foremost was a son of Israel was from the tribe of Judah his mother had a lineage to David so too did his stepfather many times we overlook that Jesus Christ was man and also God Paul says how God was manifest in the flesh. All the fullness of the Godhead bodily is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. He that sees the Son sees the Father. John chapter 14, that gets quoted by these radical, excuse me, anti-Trinitarians, to suggest that Jesus Christ was God the Father. It says how God was in Christ Christ reconciling the world unto Himself. God is in me now, being the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, but I'm not God. He lives inside me, but I'm not God. Jesus Christ of course was God, but He wasn't the Father. He wasn't the Father. Verse 10 again, And I will pour upon the house of David, not the church, and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, not for here and now, the Spirit of grace and of supplications, We've already been baptised into the Lord Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And they shall look upon me. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. At the end of the tribulation, they are looking for his physical return. As of right now, yes, we are waiting for the rapture of the church. could come at a moment's notice, but at the end of the tribulation, they are physically looking for him. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Also for today, if you're not living a holy, godly life, people won't see the Lord inside of you. And if you try to witness to people, and yet are living a carnal life, they won't see the Lord inside of you. But for the tribulation, they are looking for the Lord in a physical sense. And they shall look upon me, whom they have pierced. They pierced my hands and my feet, Psalm 22 obviously the jews first and foremost were responsible for the death of the lord jesus christ they would hand him over to the romans they would betray him like they would do to joseph back in the old testament joseph's brothers sold him out to the gentiles the brothers of jesus if you will in a spiritual sense sold him out to the gentiles and they shall mourn for him that's good news mourn like be broken repentance basically means this to come to the end of yourself see yourself as no good be broken be humble acknowledge that there's only one God Acts chapter 20 not many gods going back to what I said last week how the Gentile converts that Paul got saved believed in many gods before they met the one true God James chapter 2 the devils believe that there was only one God and they tremble it's not enough just to have a mental consent Uh, how there's only one God you need to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ which is what Paul's disciples did Paul's converts did and the same is true today and they as a people in reference to Israel and they shall mourn for him Messiah as one mourneth for his only son so Jesus Christ is God's only begotten son but it's my belief that this piece of scripture has a much deeper meaning and shall be in bitterness for him they're going to lament over what they have done acts chapter 2 what can we do repent and be baptized in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins not put your faith in the lord jesus christ alone for the jews they crucified him as a people they conspired with obviously their leaders but their leaders conspired with the gentiles the lord jesus christ was getting too powerful and they came together Jew and Gentile in breach of the Old Testament incidentally of being a separated Jew and they sold him out they betrayed him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn keep your hand there and go to Isaiah chapter 9 like I say there's one or two reasons why people get this wrong and I like to cut people a bit of slack And say that many times it's down to ignorance of the scripture. My people perish through lack of knowledge. But also I have to say this. It could also be in reference to a nefarious spirit. Heretics loving to cause confusion. Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Look at verse 6 please. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given and the government should be upon his shoulder, and his name should be called Wonderful, Counselor, not Comforter, like the Holy Ghost, but Counselor, the Mighty God, denoting his deity, the Everlasting Father, not God, the Father, which continues to ricochet all over the internet and elsewhere, I mean, you would expect the JWs to get this wrong, the Mormons to get this wrong, and other pseudo-Christian groups, but this is coming from the King James community. It's an embarrassment. It's a blunder. It's unacceptable. The Prince of Peace. So there's no doubt who Isaiah is speaking about. Jesus Christ, one more time. For unto us, children of Israel, a child is born. Three quarters of this book first and foremost, is to the Jews Genesis to Malachi Unto us a son is given Jesus Christ is Israel's son and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, not Comforter one more time The Mighty God in Hebrew El, Gabor El is an abbreviation for Elohim Jesus Christ is God and man. The everlasting Father, not God the Father, but Israel's Father. Again, the main theme of this book is about a king and his kingdom. His kingdom is the millennial reign. For right now, we are living in a spiritual kingdom. Although I am physically here at the open air pulpit, my uh, spirit has been born again has been raised up in the heavenly places my body is physically here my soul is inside of my body i am spiritually not physically but spiritually living in the kingdom of god but one day i'll be in the physical kingdom of god for me new jerusalem for the jews new earth mighty god everlasting father not god the father the prince of peace go back to Zechariah. So like I say, at first glance, Zechariah chapter 12, you would think that God the Father is speaking uh, in a literal sense, but there is problems with that, because if he is speaking in a literal sense, then you have to come to the conclusion that he was the one that died on the cross. And yet, you're told over 100 places, over 100 times in the New Testament, how Jesus Christ is God's only begotten son, my beloved son, my firstborn, His name shall be called Emmanuel, being God with us. He shall save his people from their sins. Call him Jesus, meaning Jehovah saves. Jesus Christ is God's only begotten Son, not God the Father. 10. And I will pour upon the house of David, Jesus speaking, and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and of supplications. He's speaking to the Jews from the standpoint of being there everlasting father at some stage these verses have to have a applicable application and for me they fit nicely into the thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ for now one more time we are in a spiritual kingdom but one day we will see Christ on the new earth ruling and reigning as Israel's everlasting father and they will see him their everlasting father they were mourn for him As one mourneth for his only son, being bitterness for him, they will see what they were guilty of as a people, and those that receive the spirit of grace and a supplication will be saved, and those that don't will not be saved. For the church, we are in New Jerusalem, of course. Pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. Tribulation, just before the thousand years begin, And they shall look upon me, whom they have pierced. Again, they pierced my hands and my feet. Christ died on the cross. Christ was given a body in time, not before time. At best, the Father was pierced in a spiritual sense, as was Mary, but not in a physical sense. Mary wasn't pierced in a physical sense, only in a spiritual sense. And they shall mourn for him. When they come to realize what he did for them, the price he paid for them as one mourneth for his only son jesus christ was a son of israel like i say he's also their everlasting father he doesn't inherit the full authority of being their everlasting father until the tribulation going into the millennial reign right now he's a savior of the church He was called the king of the jews back in the gospels and they put him on a cross one day he will return he will return and get a crown bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn so take isaiah 9 take zechariah 12 put them together read them side by side and you see very easily i hope how jesus christ is speaking how he died On the cross, not the Father or the Holy Ghost. At a future date, the Jews are going to be made aware of this in a more prominent way. They had a glimpse of that over in the book of Acts. On one occasion, 3,000 got saved. Another time, 5,000 got saved by Acts 8, 9, 10. Around 8,000 Jews got saved, but for the tribulation... To be a lot higher because jesus christ will reveal more of himself to the children of israel the church has been removed uh, revelation chapter 4 and uh, first thessalonians chapter 4 but the main point the main subject, as far as the old testament is concerned is how one day a child is going to be born a son is going to be given first and foremost he's given to the jews they receive him as a physical Jew and those that receive him, those that believe on him not only receive him as their messiah, saviour but also as their everlasting father but that doesn't kick in until tribulation going into the thousand year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, a very short video today just basically trying to help anyone who has ears to hear, eyes to see better understand the deity of the lord jesus christ not to allow themselves to get tossed to and fro with this radical movement which is attacking trinitarianism it's unfortunate but paul said in the last days uh, people will depart from the truth giving heed to uh, doctrines of devils having itching ears not wanting to receive the truth the simplicity of christ making the plan of salvation harder to reach not wanting to acknowledge that jesus christ is first and foremost god's only begotten son and how faith in him alone will save you for some people they don't want to receive that could be down to ignorance like i say or it could be down to a nefarious spirits i don't know on top of that people don't like the idea that god is three persons in one god just because the jews this unitarian oneness belief or the muslims shouldn't be of any interest to us just because the church of rome also hold to the trinity should be of no interest to us they hold to the virgin birth they hold to the 27 books of the new testament they hold to the miracles of the lord jesus christ and also to the second coming as well 80 percent 80 percent of what the church of rome teach and preach we believe in they line up with us we don't line up with them they line up with us the church was around a long time before the church of rome arrived the early church were made up of jews first and foremost messianic bible believers so rome although in agreement with us on many points shouldn't negate what we believe as being legitimate the greek orthodox church the russian orthodox church the church of england in its pitiful state also believe in the triunity of god almighty so don't be worried or dismayed that because such false teachers false churches demonic systems hold to the trinity that somehow we shouldn't no we had it first we had it first we got it from the scriptures They came along much later and adopted what we hold to. And they teach and preach what we hold to. That won't save them, of course, because they're not born again. They haven't put their faith in Christ alone. Going back to Romans chapter 10, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. Until they submit themselves to the righteousness which is of God through imputation, they are lost. It says over in Revelation how the devils believe, and Satan believes, that the Trinity is so, and therefore he creates a counterfeit Trinity, being... The Devil, Antichrist, and of course the false prophets. But I'll hold it there for now. I think, hopefully, you've had a, enough for the day looking at Zechariah 12 concerning Christ as Israel's everlasting Father, not God the Father. Jesus Christ came to earth, offered to come to earth, was commissioned by the Father and the Spirit. Three members of the Trinity, only one God. Jesus Christ is not, Jesus Christ is not, Jesus Christ is not God the Father. If you teach it, if you preach it, if you adhere to it, quit preaching it. Quit teaching it. You are in error. It's erroneous, it's heretical, it's been debunked many times over the past 1800 years. Like the Church of Rome has been debunked. Like the Church of England has been debunked orthodox church whether rome or russia i meant to say or greece or elsewhere has all been debunked and the trinitarians like myself will continue to defend the trinity because as somebody once said if you get the nature of god wrong you get everything wrong and if you get that wrong you're going to cause many people to stumble fall become more confused paul says that confusion isn't from the lord and if people believe you're warped twisted and flawed gospel they're gonna to go to hell they're gonna perish so please do your own study check out this for yourself don't listen to what people preach and teach check everyone in light of scripture including myself and i guarantee you that if you are humble if you are meek if you are apt to hear to preach to teach if you are willing to learn god will open many doors for you and allow you to understand who he is and what he is and you won't be tossed to and fro and when a counterfeit gospel comes along or a counterfeit preacher teacher or ministry comes along you'll see straight through such a person such a ministry and run for the hills and on that note i will sign out from a very beautiful quiet open air pulpit. and wish you every blessing and happiness in the wonderful name of our god and savior the lord jesus christ amen and amen